Hey, Naomi. Hey, Bex. Why can't penguins fly? I don't know why can't penguins fly. They're not tall enough to be pilots. <laughs> well done. Well done. That was good. Thank you. That, yeah. one, that one was particularly stupid. Um, uh, thank you. I didn't see it coming. <laughs> Still didn't see it coming. Yeah, yeah. I love a, I love a, oh, for <laughs> Yes, you do. <laughs> I don't know what that noise was. Great. Sweet. Oh, for Okay, let's do the thing. Welcome, Welcome to, to Jingle, Jingle Bells. Bells. I'm Bex. I'm Naomi. And we're here to talk about Christmas movies. Yes, we are, because it is Christmas every day here at Jingle Bells. And if you're joining us today, it is day five of our seven days of Christmas. It's five gold rings, baby! Yeah. <laughs> the but we're best talking of about all of the days of Christmas. Four Christmases. Hmm. I feel like we could have found a film with yeah, five wait. in the title. <laughs> wait, maybe we... Did we fuck this up? Should we have done this yet? It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. No, Welcome no, it's, it's day five. Back. It's definitely day five. Yeah, yeah. Yesterday was day four and uh, we were back with a royal Christmas match, which oh, if you listened, you know that we loved. Um, oh, so what a wonderful <laughs> piece of art. I'm sure the Oscar nominations are going to come rolling in. Uh, yes, probably not this year. We're also back tomorrow with day six, and we're going to be talking about Angel Falls, um, mm. which features Naughty's heartthrob Chad Michael Murray. Um, you know him oh, off yeah. of One Tree Hill. Ooh. Oh hell yeah! yeah. I, I recognise him from the other girls in my class's uh, homework planners and other various <laughs> diaries and things. You know, because you did that at school, right? Did you do it too, where you'd like print off pictures of who, like people you liked, and like things that you liked and stick it to your homework planner or, or oh no or like absolutely not no 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 did you not no. do any of that no that I, I would have died that... i oh, would have died any... like I, oh my god i would have been so embarrassed like it was already oh. hard enough for just existing as a human oh, I being re- yeah um, i went to an all-girls school and you went to a mixed school so yeah i went to a mixed school what it is that's mm-hmm, that would mm-hmm. not fly in a mixed school. You'd you'd That's be crucified. Fair. Um also, like, you know, I would have outed myself and that would have been bad. <laughs> that is true, yeah. I had a lot of like and like everyone else was like, This is Chad Michael Murray and I was like, I don't know who that is, but this is Salem Mercury. Different vibes, different vibes. Very different vibes. Um, yeah. um so so no speaking of all <laughs> I suppose it, it reminds me, speaking of our, like, youth and stuff, this mm-hmm. movie that we're talking about today for Christmases came out in 2008. Yeah. Uh, so I was, what, 16? Something like that. So right mm-hmm. prime in that uh, in that sort of life of being a teenager and being yeah. too ab- above everything, but also seriously dramatized by any minor inconvenience. Um, oh, always. Or as yeah. good teenagers should be. Um, mm-hmm. And I remember watching Four Christmases mm-hmm. when it came out or like soon after it came out. And I really liked it. I thought it was really funny. And now yeah. I've watched it again. Don't know if I agree, <laughs> but we'll get into it. Uh, do you know, I I feel the same way. Um, mm-hmm. I was also, you know, around the 15, 16 mark when this came out. And this was like the height of me and my best friend going to the cinema every Wednesday for Orange Wednesdays. That's how old this is. Orange oh, Wednesdays shit, yeah. were a thing. Um, oh, wow. And yeah, I, like, I thought it was hilarious. Um, it was interesting. But I watched this last year and I didn't react to the way that I reacted when I watched it this year. But I think last year I was watching it, it was more like a sentimental remembering. Was it like, like, back, was it like background watch. watching while you're doing other stuff kind of vibes? Yeah. And then Rather this than year like... I had to pay attention to it and I was like, ooh, no. Ooh, yeah. <laughs> Problematic mm, everywhere. Mm. Mm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a lot there's a lot of problems. We will let's get let's get into it. Yeah. Um, in mm-hmm. order to do that, we need to start at the very beginning. A very mm-hmm. good place to start. And I've got a <laughs> lovely little jingle for you today. Oh man, I should have just done that. Oh well, it's fine. Whatever, whatever. <laughs> Somebody once told me the world is gonna roll me. I ate the sharpest synopsis time in the shed. 
She was looking kind of dumb And this movie was really dumb With the shape <laughs> of an L on her forehead so the snops of time cops come in and they don't stop coming. <laughs> IMDB rules and I hit the ground running. Yeah, it makes sense, but don't think too hard. Something, something. Christmas card. So much to do, so much to see, so much. Okay, 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 I love them, I love them. <laughs> that should be on our first Christmas card that we make. Something, oh, right. something Just Christmas card. Yeah. <laughs> something, something Christmas card. Yeah, great, great. Uh, yeah, so we're here talking about Four Christmases, uh, which is about a couple who struggles to visit all four of their divorced parents on Christmas. I mean, that is yeah. like the basic premise of the uh, film. Yeah, absolutely. Like, yeah, I don't, I don't disagree. <laughs> I thought the IMDb would be more accurate on this one, just because, and, and this is quite rare for us. A lot of what the movies that we talk about are by, like, you know, NPCA or they're mm-hmm. like Netflix specials or they're things that go straight to TV. Mm-hmm. And this movie definitely has like some of the biggest. So, you know, it's like Love Actually had a lot of yeah. like A-list names in it, right? Mm-hmm. But not a lot of else other stuff that we look at have like a lot of A-listers in them. Mm. It's a lot, of, you know, maybe you'll have one who's like super recognizable and then a bunch of like lesser known actors and actresses and whatever. Mm-hmm. This one was like loads of people who were very well known. And yes. it was, yeah, it was very interesting to kind of see these A-listers in a Christmas movie because it's very different from what they do. And the way that you need to behave in a Christmas movie mm. isn't, necessarily real or like kind of similar to the way you'd behave in any other movie so (laughs) it's interesting obviously yeah as we said it's 15 years uh, old there's some issues with it we're gonna we're gonna talk about everything Mm -hmm. um but actually we have a who's who of who's who which is amazing yeah yeah i mean we do still have some who's not ish in there um (laughs) but always it's a it's a very heavy list today so please bear Mm -hmm. with me first up we've got reese witherspoon as kate so she's best known for cruel intentions legally blonde and classic rom-coms just like heaven and sweet home alabama recently she's actually been in a lot of tv stuff including big little lies little fires everywhere and the morning show and she moved into producing where she founded her own company hello sunshine in 2016 um, Hello mm-hmm. Sunshine do produce Big Little Lies, uh, Little Fires Everywhere and The Morning Show I believe so that makes sense um, Yeah. then we've got Vince Vaughn as Brad his latest acting credit is for Curb Your Enthusiasm where he plays Freddie Funkhauser, Vaughn has actually moved more into production as well and he's listed as a producer for a couple of Christmas movies including oh, really? Christmas with the Campbells and A Christmas oh. Story Christmas oh um, I've not seen yeah. either of those me either. I think they're out this year, which is why we haven't seen them as well. I see. Yes. Then we've got someone that we've recognised from our Christmas universe as well. We've got Mary Steenberg as Marilyn. Uh, Mary's been in a few festive movies, including Zoe's Extraordinary Christmas in 2021, Happiest Season in 2020, and Elf in 2003. She's also in the rom-com The Proposal with Ryan Reynolds and Sandra Bullock and 2011's The Help as well so we've seen mary before um unfortunately yeah. she wasn't in one of our favorite films <laughs> yeah happiest season was uh quite quite dry uh, yes. yeah Ma- mary mary was one of those oh my god i've seen you in everything kind of faces mm-hmm. like she definitely you know i don't know who you are but you've been in everything yeah 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 she's someone that you're like oh you're that mum from that thing or that yeah you know Oh, or you're that lady that from that thing. <laughs> yeah. 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 Next up, we have Robert Duvall as Howard. He voiced Tom Hagen in the Godfather video game series. Like, there were a, okay, a few cool. of those. He was also in Gone in 60 Seconds and Apocalypse Now. He's been acting since 1960. He was born yeah. in 1931. So. Holy shit. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, next, we had Sissy Spacek as Paula. She was Carrie in 1976's Carrie. She was Carrie, yeah. Yeah. She was also in The Help and Hot Rod with Andy Samberg. Lately, she's been in movie Sam and Kate as Tina. Um, and that's all I have on Sissy right now. That's great. The Help yeah. is really good if people haven't seen it. It isn't festive, but it is really good. Uh, I haven't seen it, actually. Um, it's, it's honestly great. I think you would love it. Okay. Yeah. Definitely something to put on for like those days between Christmas and New Year. <laughs> yeah, that weird that that weird time where no one's doing anything, everyone's full of chocolate, and no one knows what day it is. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Perfect for that. 
Um, next up, we had John Voigt as Crichton. He was in 2015's A Christmas Eve Miracle. He was also in 24, Tropic Thunder, Holes, National Treasure, Zoolander, Lara Croft Tomb Raider, and Mission Impossible. Wow. Yeah, then we've got John Favreau as Denver. He is still on screen in various roles, including Happy Hogan in the Marvel Universe. He was also in uh, 2013's The Wolf of Wall Street, but he's got a pretty big like career in production now, so he's produced seven mm. Marvel films, including Avengers Infinity War and Endgame. He's also got credits for production in The Jungle Book from 2016 and The Mandalorian mm. series on Disney+. Plus. Oh, wow, great. Yeah. My favourite who's who ever, always, yeah. is yeah. Kristen Chenoweth as Courtney. Amazing. She was in Holiday, which we reviewed in season two, but mm-hmm. she's been in so many things. She's been in Glee, she was in A Christmas Love Story in 2019, she's been in Bojack Horseman, Younger, American Gods, and The Good Wife. Like, you'll know who she is if you don't already 100%. know who she is. <laughs> as soon as you, yeah, if you're like, that name rings a bell, I can't place a face, you'll Google it and you'll be like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, oh my I God, know. it's her. She was... Yeah, yeah, she was like Glinda in Wicked and like mm-hmm. the original Broadway and stuff. She's been in like loads of productions. Mm-hmm. She's been in other terrible Christmas movies, including mm-hmm. The Twelve Men of Christmas, which we <laughs> were going to review this year, but decided not to. That's a very fun, mm-hmm. silly one if you're looking for like lots of men wearing very few clothes. Yes. Um, just as a, as a, a little synopsis for you. Yeah, that one's great. Mm-hmm. Um, we've also got Katie Mixon as Susan as well she was in My Name is Earl, Two and a Half Men Mike and Molly and also American Housewife and finally we've got Skylar Gazondo as Connor I had to throw this in for one reason and one reason only and we'll get to it um, he's been in Santa Clarita Diet with Drew Barrymore who you know was in A Castle for Christmas Castle which for Christmas. we reviewed last season and The Jingle mm-hmm. Boys reviewed this season as a bonus yeah. episode which you could find in our coffee plug done Back to Skylar. Plug, 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 plug. <laughs> Give us your money. This is the plug. Give us your cash. We like that very much. Uh, uh, so Skylar's had cameos in CSI, Criminal Minds, CSI New York, House, ER, and Once Upon a Time. He was one of the Lost Boys. I um, love that you searched who he was because you knew I would ask. <laughs> no, it was on his credits anyway. So I was oh, like, okay, oh, okay, good, good, go. good, good, good. Um, okay, good, 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 good. Because I was going to ask. So yeah. <laughs> and then most recently, he was in the Social Dilemma documentary on Netflix as well. So again, you'll probably have seen him in a few things. Uh, but yes, I had to mention him because of the Once Upon a Time credit. I hope you understand. Maybe we, maybe we do need to talk about once upon. Maybe we do need to. We'll have a, we'll have a think about it. Once upon a time is a special kind of beast. Oh god, yeah. It's, it's a lot of seasons. Also, would we reveal last season? Like, oh man, decisions, no, decisions. No. <laughs> it's like you know, it's like the last season of the, the final season of Scrubs. We just pretend it didn't happen. It's fine. I think that's the vibe. I think so. Anyway. <laughs> Yeah, this this film was very festive. Obviously, mm-hmm. it centers around four different Christmases. So you get yeah. four different houses decked out in different levels and different styles of holiday. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we were at 32 trees by 21 minutes. That's when they arrive at the airport to discover that the fog has cancelled their flights. Yep. And uh, and that was like very, you know, I was like, that's pretty festive. They'd already done like quite a lot of different activities and mm-hmm. things. And there was lots of trees around and lots of talk of presents and, mm-hmm. you know. It's a very Christmas-centered film because everything oh, yeah. takes place across one literal day of Christmas. There's no mm-hmm. counting down to Christmas. There's no like needing no. to keep track. It's just like four households, four lots of food somehow. Right. Yeah, absolutely. Um, it was jam-packed with Christmas. <laughs> I couldn't have asked yeah. for more. We had church trips. We had presents, prayers, board games, parties, sexy role play. Which is a another Less rarity. sexy role play as yeah. well from the nativity scene. Oh my god, no! Uh, I forgot about the nativity part. Yeah, we had a nativity too. Um, I was more yeah. getting the sexy role play from the start of the film, but yeah, no, my, I get the sexy Joseph role play thing. <laughs> Gross. Do you? Um, Do you? No, I don't. Not in like <laughs> no, my no, own fetishes. No. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's not a thing for me. Um, not not shaming anybody, but definitely not my cup of tea. That's um, totally Yes. So yeah, it was it was Christmas out the wazoo and honestly, like if you're preparing for a tough family Christmas, watch this one with a glass of wine and uh, your favourite chocolate because it will not help your potential anxiety. No, 
I mean, maybe watch this one with a bottle of wine. Yeah, yeah, that might be. Better. Okay, I think we, I think we can, we can start. We can get into it. Yes. Again, this is another one where I'm really not sure where to start. Mm. Um, I can, like, I, I, do- I think we can start like at the start because, like, the the sexy roleplay. So we open, and. Yeah. Kate is standing at a bar in a beautiful sparkly dress. It's a Christmas party. Everyone's having a great time. And then Brad, unbeknownst does like who he is, approaches Kate and they have a very interesting exchange, which it does yeah. turn out to be role play between the two of them. I'm all for people expressing themselves sexually. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. But I think the thing that was uncomfortable about this was the language that was used in some yeah. of this exchange. Like, Dirty talk is great and it should be done consensually and you should really talk about what people like to be called and what they do not like to be called. I had a problem with this because personally I'm not a tremendous fan of being called a slut. (laughs) Yeah, or a bitch. Or a bitch, no. Not really Um, a way to turn me on. That's not just, you know, call me old fashioned, but I like someone to respect me. Um... (laughs) crazy yeah, uh, yeah. yeah i mean like I, I the thing this is my thing right mm. whatever floats your boat if you're not hurting anyone and everything's done with consent yeah fucking great. and even if you are hurting someone a little bit as long as that's what they like then great sure i'm into mm-hmm. it what i'm not super huge of, of is obviously like in movies like this it isn't mm-hmm. used in a way to kind of talk about the consensual nature of their relationship it mm-hmm. wasn't used in a way to kind of like illustrate their closeness and their mm-hmm. like love for one another and they're like you know these things that they the the lengths that they would go through to make the other person happy Mm -hmm. it was like literally there as like a comic thing and to give them a reason to like fuck in a bathroom yeah and i'm like okay fine i just uh, yeah i did anytime where it's like public stuff like that and it's planned i'm kind of like can you just do it at home like if you want people Mm -hmm. to watch you just put a fucking webcam on i guess like i don't don't know Just feels a bit disrespectful. That's fine. As an events organizer, I would be really fucking mad if someone was screwing in the bathroom at my event. Like, Mm, you know what I mean? mm -hmm. That would be weird. So, yeah. Yeah. Events Ah. are not necessarily sexy places. No. And and I I respect that. Absolutely. I think the thing is, like, yeah, it comes down to what you're saying. As long as it's consensual, it's fine. But then when you take it public, you always run the risk of other people then. not taking it it that way and getting involved and it becoming something bigger than it should be well i i've historically seen and uh that if i am on a bus say Hmm. for example and there is a woman there who is being accosted by a gentleman not a gentleman by a fucking prick right yeah I'm I am the kind of person I am going to fucking stand up and say something and I'm going to try and get solidarity with that person who's dealing with like an mm-hmm. asshole effectively. So if you're doing it for like play, you got to be prepared that someone might stand up and be yeah. like that is not appropriate for you to call her a bitch. You need to fucking get out. Mhm. So, yeah. I mean like me going into this movie, I knew that they were the two and it was like that yeah. this was like a bit. So it I was kind of like okay, but it's mm-hmm. a bit it's quite abrupt way to start a romantic comedy oh god um you know with this thing and it's not really like yeah it's it's weird it's weird it's fine it's intense it's a very intense way to start a film but like it does it does give us an indication as to who these people are um Mm. i suppose and then like moving into their relationship it's the handling of their relationship is really interesting throughout this entire thing because, yeah. like, all of the family stuff exacerbates these little points and things, but their transformation is also really fast. So we yeah. leave them, we leave Brad and Kate after the bar, and then they do, like, a bit of a montage, and they're in a dance class, and they're talking to two other couples who are engaged to be married and are practicing for their yeah, wedding. Yeah, they're doing, like, the first dance. It's a pre- fairly standard yeah. thing. Um, side note, if anyone's a mm-hmm. dance instructor in Edinburgh, I'm getting married next year and I do not know how to fucking dance, so please hit <laughs> me up. Um, just but on yeah, the like, off charts, right? But yeah, it's interesting because, like, they, they do talk about marriage and these couples assume that they are getting married. But yeah. uh, And I do appreciate, like, their boundaries and their like desire to communicate clearly why they don't want to be married and why they don't want children and things like that i don't think there's anything wrong with being unmarried and and child free like yeah absolutely that's that's perfectly 
valid if that's what you want to do or being married and child free or being married with kids or having kids without being married all of these things are perfectly valid and it really does speak to like all of the pressure that everybody is made to feel when to like four strangers like but when are you gonna do it and you definitely want to do it right like that's just what you do so I don't really appreciate like how many people constantly go against them on that can't respect those choices can't respect the fact that like eventually if they wanted to they could change their minds they may never change their minds and that would also be perfectly valid yeah like that is throughout the whole film that is always mishandled and always like pushed back against yeah. But they do it to themselves as well. Because their communication's not great. Like Brad no. and Kate's communication isn't isn't what they think it is. No, I think like, yeah, I think there's a certain level of and I don't know whether this is true, um, but I I believe that there is a certain level of like if you are in a couple with someone and you both mm. have inherited trauma effectively. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly pertaining to like parental trauma and relationship breaks down and uh, mm-hmm. divorce and those kind of things, you are going to have a skewed opinion mm-hmm. on what that looks like. And I think it's yeah. very clear in this uh, moment where both of them went, oh, well, we both have divorced parents, which means we understand mm-hmm. and we're in the same boat. Whereas actually mm-hmm. the circumstances around it are very very different yeah even though it's the same you know the headline is the same but the details are very very different Mm -hmm. and i think that's a lot of like you know his dad is very like man i can't believe i ever got married and she's a Mm. liar and i you know having kids was the worst thing i ever did and me 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 me, right Mm -hmm. and he's that and his mom is quite sort of like gentle and trying to be accommodating and understanding that it's difficult but she is also mm-hmm. a sexually liberated person which i don't know why old people talking about sex is meant to be such like a mm-hmm. <laughs> hilarious thing um you know what i mean I'm kind of like <laughs> well, yeah i imagine that the you know mm-hmm. it's like people there going like oh i can't believe my parents had sex it's like yeah i can't believe they had sex either and now you're fucking here <laughs> You know, I'm like, come on, be a a fucking mature about this. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah, So that kind of made me uncomfortable. But then, like, I Mm -hmm. feel like her her divorced parents seem Mm -hmm. to be more of a, like, communication broke down and time was spent and decisions were made Mm -hmm. and and that's how they ended. And I don't feel like either of them necessarily had, like, hugely negative things to say about the other. I mean, Mm -hmm. by the end of the film, they're there in the same room and they're being, you know, they're friendly and and things, you know, Mm -hmm. things have changed and moved on. And I think like them going, oh, we both get it because we both have divorced parents. It's like such a broad statement because there are so many reasons that parents Mm -hmm. split up. Like it's kind of, yeah. And I think that's obviously not something overtly spoken about, but maybe one of the things that they were like, well, this is a miscommunication between them. It mm-hmm. also seems like they do a lot of activities together and they seem to like yeah. really light each other's fire, but they don't really know one another. Like, No, which is insane. Like, Which is crazy. Because again, like, you want to spend your life with this person. Well, then you would be communicating with them and talking about things and like that's, that's the best way to do yeah. it. There's a really interesting thing that Kate says uh during this conversation at the dance like practice thing and she's like i want my relationship to come work and i'm like okay interesting but you're doing all of these activities you're spending all this time together you're doing like sexy role play in the middle of a bar and stuff like you are working at your relationship your you relationship. understand that you're already doing that because they yeah. are work it takes work it takes wanting to put the effort in it takes wanting to get to know somebody as well it it takes like learning about yourself and like making sure that you're not passing on any harm that happened to you as well like there's a lot of different bits of work that go into any relationship not just romantic ones also your friendships and like your family relationships as well like it's why I go to therapy is so that I can still have relationships with my family I love them everyone can go to therapy but still like you know a lot of things are complicated but a lot of things are work and if we don't treat them as being worthy of the effort then they're never gonna grow which is why they don't know each other yeah a hundred percent i think that's totally true also i think like there is a certain level of bullshit in the like board games where it's like 
Mm. Can you, how well do you know your partner? It's like, <laughs> oh, if you don't know your partner's favorite color, you don't know them. And it's like, yeah, but it's not yeah. going to put, what trauma was passed on to, handed down to you accidentally by your pet? Like, I know that shit. I don't necessarily yeah. know, like, what his favorite drink was when he was a kid. Like, <laughs> you know, it's it's different meanings of, like, knowing each other and, and things yeah. like that. Yeah. So, it, it, you know, there's, like, stuff to take with a pinch of salt. Obviously, it's a movie. Mm-hmm. We don't think about it too hard, whatever. Yeah, it, it, their relationship. I didn't want them to get back together. I was like, no. Reese, you deserve so much better. I also mm-hmm. just referred to her as Reese as this whole movie because I couldn't remember what her character's name was. I thought it was Kate, but then I was like, <laughs> no, no, that's that other movie where there's a Kate because everyone has the same fucking names in Christmas movies, yeah. Jake and Kate. Um, yeah, Brad is the worst. Can we just that put Brad that sucks. out? That Brad is the Brad fucking sucks. Like I. Brad sucks. I re- I think there was a there was one of the things I noticed as well is I was like there was this huge trend in movies in general in like mm. the mid to middle of two, the 2000s to like 2010 mm-hmm. where the leading man had to be the largest dude you could find <laughs> and the leading lady could not possibly be over five foot and that yeah. was just the thing he is fucking huge no, he's it's a, not a problem it's great whatever mm-hmm. but it made me laugh so much because she's always walking around in these like stiletto Louis mm-hmm. Vuitton heels and he's just like there looks like he's just rolling out of bed and I'm like come on Brad put some effort in you know wear a fucking shirt it's Christmas you know <laughs> but, but he yeah. never like he always looks like that in all of his films in the breakup yeah. with Jennifer Aniston he also looks like that like I think in Dodgeball yeah. like again he also looks like that like it's it, it was the height of his career yeah. like to be honest you know, you want an everyman looking kind of guy? Vince Vaughn. Excellent. Yeah. Because the boyfriends aren't going to be threatened. They'll sit down and watch it with their girlfriends. Like, yeah, it's all it's all good. That's that's yeah. kind of the basis of me, for me, anyway. I, mean, I just, I, yeah, there was a lot of things that I was like, oh, I mm-hmm. don't like that. Uh, so it was, you know, I was looking at it and I was like, oh, cool. So he belittles her, mm-hmm. uh, talks mm-hmm. over her, doesn't Constantly. acknowledge doesn't acknowledge or apologize for anything, mm-hmm. doesn't support her, doesn't see the double standards in what he's doing and what mm-hmm. he is saying, which I don't really like. Because even like he's at his dad's and he's having a bloody horrible time, right? And his brothers are bullying him. That's what yeah. they are doing. They are grown adults and they're bullying him and they're like, you know, humping his face and all of that. And I was like, this is very cringy. I don't really mm-hmm. like this. And I know the point of it was to be like, this is horrible, right? Yeah. That's the vibe. It's, it's meant to be horrible. But I was like, People do not behave in this way. Like, no. I, I mean, maybe I'm privileged or whatever, but I've never seen like adults behaving like this with someone who is so clearly going, no, I don't want this to happen. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's all fun and games to like play wrestle and play fight. I'm sure that there are like mm-hmm. men who who do that and maybe some women, whatever. You know, people, I'm sure people do behave in that way. But like, do you do that with someone who's like actively going, screaming no in the middle of your living room on Christmas day in front of children? Like that seems very, very strange. Mm -hmm. But in that moment, Reese is like, oh my God, are you okay? You're so like, you know, Mm -hmm. whatever. And the only reason they're still there is because he is too fucking proud to admit that he doesn't want to be there. He wants hard to say mistletoe, right? Their safe word and get out of that situation. Mm -hmm. And he, and he won't say it because he doesn't want to be seen as weak, which is like bullshit, right? Because he's being traumatized. He's being literally Mm -hmm. fucking bullied and beaten up and he can't just go, yeah, no, I hate this. Mm -hmm. But then flip turn, she's like at her parents' house Mm -hmm. or at her mom's house, sorry. And like, she's like clearly having a bad time and he's having the fucking best time in the world. He's like, Mm -hmm. oh, I love this. I'm getting showered with attention from all of these Mm -hmm. women. And like, oh my God, I can't believe you used to be fat. Oh, Uh, don't worry, love. I love you even though you were fat 20 years before I Mm -hmm. even fucking met you. I'm like, that's so irrelevant. Like, what the hell? I hate it. I hate that a lot. Like the it's just such thing. a huge flaw yeah. that she in her youth, I'm very passionate about this. It's like what a huge flaw it was that she in a time before you even fucking met her, dare have a friend who might be a lesbian. Of mm-hmm. course she's a lesbian. Look at that haircut. Honestly, mm-hmm. that was the point. I nearly turned the movie off. I was like, okay, aged yeah. poorly. No, no, no. It has aged yeah. incredibly poorly in, in that respect. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I forgot that there was so much fat shaming and there was so much bullying and stuff like yeah it it's one of the things that most people dread 
about going home, right? And especially about mm-hmm. bringing your partner home, which is evidently why she hasn't, like Kate hasn't done yeah. that in about three years, I think they're supposed to have been together. Yes. But her family are relentless and like they know that it makes her uncomfortable because yeah. she's not bad at communicating that. She's like, please stop. We don't want, like, I don't want to talk about this. She walks away several times. Like, I don't yeah. think Kate could have been more clear about being like, I don't want to do this. I will be here and I will like be part of your Christmas and stuff, but not if we're doing this. And still it happens. And like her sister brings out all of her old clothes, which again, just like, I, I don't. Yeah, I don't understand why this was so okay then as well because it feels really. Oh my god! Yeah, grim it's now. Like, like I don't why, really why was that understand. fine? It, I mean, I think like it was just like it was the standard thing. Mm-hmm. Hopefully, we've got better standards now. <laughs> that would be... I I definitely think that our standards are very different now in terms of mm-hmm. what is acceptable. And yeah. I am really pleased by the level of difference that there is because it mm-hmm. was just the done thing. Oh, she's a woman with short hair. She must be a lesbian. Mm-hmm. She, you know, the, the, oh, it's a joke that, she, you know, oh yeah, well, we used to play, you know, beaches and I would sunbathe and she would feel me up and cover me with lotion. And I was like, mm. that's not funny. That's sexual assault. You can't mm-hmm. make jokes about that. That's not fucking okay, right? And it's like, you know, making fun of people for being fat was a mm-hmm. fucking... Also, the audacity of, okay, okay, I don't mean to be this guy, right? (laughs) The audacity of a man who is not in fucking fabulous shape like Reese Witherspoon, who does not look like fucking Reese Witherspoon, to be like, I'm such a hero because I'm dating a woman who was once fat. I'm Mm -hmm, like, all right, why mm -hmm. don't you fucking look in the mirror, you chubby bastard? Nothing wrong with being chubby. I just think the double standard is bullshit. It it, it really ruined everything for me because I hated Brad so much Mm -hmm, that it meant mm -hmm. that even if Reese was the character being unreasonable, I was like, Mm -hmm. fuck you, Brad. (laughs) I don't think she was particularly unreasonable at any point. Like Her mind's changed and that's okay. Yeah, But she did communicate that very clearly being like, you know, I, I just I just yes. want something different. My perspective has shifted. What I was not impressed by is that she held three different babies and that seemed to be the thing that changed her mind. Not even like yeah. the pregnancy test stuff was the thing that changed her mind. Like it just seemed to be she was in a room with a couple of babies and by osmosis her mind changed. Mind changed. Yeah. And that's what I didn't I mean, love. Yeah. I think it would have been nicer had it been like, because it wasn't like anyone else of the, because she was surrounded by couples all day. That's yeah. like all they mm-hmm. were surrounded by is by children and family. Like that is very family event, right? Mm-hmm. It gets to a certain point where everyone's in a relationship and you're just surrounded by other couples all day. And that's yeah. fine. And maybe for some people that's not what they want and that's totally okay. But when you are in mm-hmm. a couple, there is like certain pressures, particularly in a heteronormative couple that come with yeah. that, that you kind of have to deal with. And it, was, mm-hmm. and it, was a case, it wasn't a case of like, you know, the couple that was most in love there was like his shitty brother and his shitty brother's wife. Yeah. Like they yeah. were the most mm-hmm. in love of anyone, right? And like, but there wasn't like a moment where she saw something that they had because mm-hmm. they were married or because they had a family that she didn't have. That would have been like a signifying mm-hmm. moment for her, right? Have it be a case of like, she's struggling with whatever or like the baby vomits right and it's like yeah "Ah," and he's like dealing with it and he's being a fucking whiny baby about a bit puke and he's like Mm -hmm. can't deal with that so gross me right and that's like the whole joke of it Mm -hmm. and like if if there had been a case of say the baby had thrown up on her and on Kristen chenowitz right yeah and like she's (laughs) there cleaning up by herself and then like Kristen chenowitz useless husband is maybe not a useless husband and maybe mm-hmm. he comes in and he goes hey sweetie i'm just gonna run i'm gonna just drive home i'll go pick you up a new outfit and he like asks her like re- oh, kate can i get you anything to wear like yeah. for the day and whatever and it's just like a moment of like oh he's so you know he's so sweet and thoughtful and blah 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 and she's like oh mm-hmm. i don't know how i could do this without him like and maybe get yeah. a bit personal be like oh it was really rough when you know you weren't here but it was really rough when i was pregnant with whatever the fucking baby's name is mm-hmm. and like he did really great things and he had such great initiative to do stuff like he went and did all of the christmas shopping this year and he did all of this and like he made the mm-hmm. turkey and like because that was one of the things I really fucking hated was that every single place they went to, mm-hmm. regardless of whose family it was, she had done the b- present buying for yeah. it. 
That... He was annoyed at her because they yeah. had gone over the spending gap for his family when mm-hmm. he had not been told and he had not asked. And then yeah. he was annoyed that she that they had done that. And mm-hmm. I was like, you buy presents for your own fucking family then. Like, what the hell? It's not up to her. I don't yeah. know what it is about, like, my mum's always been, like, has already thought, always thought this. It's like, my dad was single for, like, a huge amount of time. Like, he mm-hmm. didn't have, like, get married and have kids until he was, like, in his 40s. And mm-hmm. all throughout his life, up until that moment, he was more than capable of buying birthday presents and mm. Christmas presents and cards and getting those out to those people. Fine. <laughs> but as soon as he got married, it was my mum's job to do that. And I don't understand yeah. why that's the case, right? That just seems like bullshit. And it has really that, pissed me off. Has that not defaulted for you in your relationship? Like, I, I don't I don't buy presents necessarily unless I'm doing, like, you know, a theme of stuff for grandparents and, like, I'll buy kind of the same things and that way we can then just divvy it up and give yeah, it to yeah, yeah, yeah. the appropriate people and stuff but like i know in previous relationships it has definitely defaulted to me i'm not really sure where that came in but then i know that it defaulted to my mum, and i know yeah. also that like <laughs> it's only ever happened once bless my dad but i went shopping to get stuff for him for my mum, um and my mum was furious <laughs> like she was raging about it but it it just seems to be one of those things that does default to the more feminine energy in the relationship no yeah and i don't agree with it either i think it is bullshit because again like a man is capable of writing down dates of birthdays and knowing when christmas is every year and yeah like asking things for spoiler alert christmas is the fucking 25th of december every year it does not change (laughs) right it's been that way since you were a fucking tiny baby and you know when christmas is so it's not Mm -hmm. that fucking complicated to be like oh it's december maybe i should start thinking about the people in my life and who Mm -hmm. i love and getting them stuff it's the way that sam and i do it uh is Mm -hmm. that i buy the stuff for my family Mm-hmm. And he gets the stuff for his family. Now, I mm-hmm. love wrapping presents, so I'm not bothered about wrapping presents. And I'm happy <laughs> to give ideas and suggestions. You know, like, uh-huh. we'll go to his parents' house and I'll be like, oh, I noticed that your mum doesn't have, you know, mm. we bought flowers for his mum or whatever. And she, like, put it in a water jug, which is totally fine and works as a vase. But I'm like, oh, maybe we get her a nice vase. So yeah. we go up in future and we buy her flowers. She has a nice vase to put it in, right? Little things like that, I don't mind doing. Yeah. But I'm not then responsible to like go and find all of the whatevers. You know, there is that like mm-hmm. a mental load and physical labor of like supporting yeah. people and doing stuff for Christmas that I feel does fall on like the women a lot. And I really mm-hmm. didn't respect that like, even at Brad's family's house, right? Brad's mom's house, they were mm-hmm. like, oh, let's go play the games that Kate got us for Christmas. And yeah. I'm like, even your mum, who has literally, your mum and dad have never, ever, ever met your partner before mm-hmm. this date, but she is the one writing the cards and sending yep. the presents? What the hell, man? Like, they've not, she doesn't even, she's never even met them. She doesn't know that your real <laughs> name's fucking Orlando. Yeah. And here she is buying all the presents for your family. Like, Get a fucking grip, man. And then he behaves like a <laughs> Neanderthal the whole time. Yes. And just, oh, I hated Brad so much. Just getting me really angry. Brad's, yeah, Brad was incredibly problematic in a lot of ways. He was not good at communicating. He was exceptionally bad at listening. Um, yeah. He was also exceptionally bad at, you know, um, hearing Kate's actual needs. Um, and, yeah. You know, putting that together. I, I thought the Orlando thing was pretty cringe given the climate that we live in now like obviously it, it's not the same as a dead name um but yeah. it's not dissimilar in this situation and i don't understand well no i do understand because his family has no boundaries or respect for his opinions and his feelings um yeah. but to watch that especially in the times that we're living in right now was incredibly yeah. uncomfortable and i'm like i see maybe this would be a good way for people to understand the importance of not dead naming people and not calling them yeah. by things that they don't want to be called. Because, like, it's it's absolutely. such a huge issue right now. So, Yeah, absolutely. And I think as well, it's very difficult to, like, pick a new name for yourself. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? The whole process of that, it's like, it, it's not done. I think the, the reason sometimes that people get upset by it is, like, 
particularly parents, right? If you mm. name your child something, say you call them Jennifer, and mm-hmm. later Jennifer goes, I don't feel like a Jennifer, I feel like a whatever. There is mm-hmm. so much of their life that has been evolved around the name that you have given them, that mm. even though all it is is a rejection of the way that society sees that name as being a certain gender, mm. and a way that mm. that gender, def- that name defines a time of their life, that mm. they weren't being fully truthful to themselves, they still mm-hmm. see it as like a big fuck you because it's seen as like, well, I yeah. hate everything you've given me, so I'm going to reject it. And it isn't mm-hmm. about that. It's about the individual and the societal views of that name and the societal mm-hmm. creations that goes with that name. Mm-hmm. And I can imagine that being called Orlando was not really what you want as a young no. man in uh, schools. It was, you know, anytime you have a name that's slightly unusual, mm-hmm. kids are fucking mean. I mean, his brothers were horrible and yeah. like awful to him. So I can only imagine that when other kids see your own family, the people who are meant to stick up for you mm-hmm. being horrible to you, that it gives them permission to do that as well. And I'm sure oh, like yeah. that that is definitely like the influences and the trauma that has led to brad being the piece of shit that he is Mm -hmm. yeah i didn't like that they were like no no his name's orlando his name's orlando like i totally get her being Mm -hmm. upset because there was like i think it was the first time that she was like oh maybe he has kept secrets from me even though Mm -hmm. she had also kept secrets from him yeah and i think it was like the first time that they realized that it wasn't level playing field and because they are so detached from their past in their mm-hmm. day-to-day life, it doesn't matter that he was called Orlando or that she was fat. I mean, it doesn't matter that that's no, the it case. Doesn't. But mm-hmm. suddenly, be it, you know, it puts you on the back foot when you go yeah. to a place and someone knows all these things about your partner that you don't know. And yeah, that must absolutely. have been, like, tricky. Yeah, I mean, I think the thing that they both also seem to miss as well, because they're both quite offended when they find out each other's secrets and, like, skeletons and whatever, is that there is a level of communication that you should expect in a relationship but Mm -hmm. at the same time what your partner shares with you is very much up to them they are not they do not have to they are not obligated in any way to tell you everything in their life like it may come up it may not come up it may feel important to them at the time it may not be important until 10 years down the line it may come up a random day when you're cooking dinner or it may come up when you're on the beach on holiday or whatever it doesn't matter what it is you are not entitled to know you are welcomed into someone's life they give you the information that they want to give you and that is it like yeah you know and that's the thing is that they seem to feel like they were entitled to know everything about each other without revealing things to each other and that was a very strange dynamic that i don't really understand how it worked in the first place yeah i think because i think what the maybe what the first scene is trying to illustrate right like the first montage where they're like doing this the the sexy role play and the dancing and the whatever is that like the time that they put into their relationship of just Mm -hmm. doing like fun things and having sex and having a good time yeah isn't doesn't quant doesn't qualify as spending quality time with Mm -hmm. a person because there is like so much that was unsaid yeah i don't know we're probably reading far far too much into it <laughs> for the fact of when this film was made trying to find yeah. ways to understand why the behaviors were as they were mm-hmm. it's it's complicated right this movie I, I would say it is festive i would say mm-hmm. it's fine i don't think i'm gonna watch it again because it no. just made me angry at mm-hmm. the way that Brad was but i love the concept the concept super fun mm-hmm. i'm sure that there's other movies that do a similar thing about like you know dysfunctional families at christmas mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. dealing with bringing your partner into your family and and those kind of things mm-hmm. and it was even nice that when she got to the last house her dad was there getting on yeah. with her mom and it was both of their new part partners and they were all together mm-hmm. with the family because they wanted to be there for the grandchildren which mm-hmm. i do feel like is sometimes a thing that happens as parents get older and they yeah. as they they find that they can't do things for their their own children that they can provide for their grandchildren. And Mm -hmm. that can be very difficult for a person to see is to see their, you know, see your nephews and nieces and, you know, Mm -hmm. your your nibblings being treated in a way that you were, that that they were not in the place to treat you. 
because mm-hmm. uh, it is a different kind of relationship and that must have been like you know complicated but kind of nice yeah. to see them getting on i'm sure it was better mm-hmm. than watching them fucking argue for years and years and yeah. you know obviously they end up together and then they're like having the baby and the camera crew come in which is like very <laughs> funny to like mirror the beginning mm-hmm. and like you know the the kind of oh busted but yeah i mean your families don't have a right to be in your life it's totally no. okay if your dad is a fucking prick and you want to cut him out yeah. because he is toxic and encourages bad behavior from everyone and mm-hmm. generally is miserable and not supportive and encourages you being bullied and abused in your own home. Yeah, mm-hmm. maybe cut that guy out. No problem with keeping toxic families. No, absolutely not. Like everybody, uh, and I think this is the thing that like a lot of, there's a generational gap with. I had an interesting conversation with someone very recently about families and what it means to like keep family in your life and stuff. And I'm mm-hmm. like, you don't, you're never obligated to keep your family in your life. If they don't no, make you feel safe, not. if they don't make you feel seen, if you don't feel heard, like you do not have to have those people in your life. And I think it's something yeah. really important that like we don't talk about enough and we don't normalize Absolutely. enough at all. Like, yeah, at, at no point, friends, family, romantic relationships like you're never obligated to keep anybody that does you harm in your life like you can want to work at it and repair it and change it and make it better for everybody but at the same time like it takes effort from both of those parties involved like everybody has to be on the same page and whether that's communication or taking a short break for a while or like you know at least visiting therapy and things together as well or individually like you just have to take care of you in the best way that you know how but you're definitely mm-hmm. never ever obligated to keep people in your life that don't make it better like yeah. you know things get complicated relationships change sometimes you'll get on with people sometimes you won't sure i'm not saying that you have to like stop trying but when you've done all of the trying that you feel that you can do, it is also mm-hmm. okay to say no and be like, yeah, I'm absolutely. done with this. <laughs> a hundred, a hundred and fifty thousand percent. Like, yeah. I could not agree more. No, which is why I think it's complicated when they get back together at the end. Because like, again, he's had a very quick turnaround and been like, oh yeah, I'm ready to be on board with the babies and the marriage, but not right now, right? But I'm on board with the babies and the marriage, but really like not right now. And I'm like, yeah, if you're not ready, then don't say that you're ready. Say that yeah. you'd like to talk about it more. Say that you want to like set some expectations that you want to talk about, like how you'd raise a kid, how many kids you'd have, where you'd live and all of that kind of yeah. stuff. Talk about it. It doesn't have to be set in stone. Like... You know, I know from my personal experience, like, I've been guilty of being, like, timelines. We need a timeline and, like, we need to know what's going to happen and thing. And then, like, the pandemic happened and I went, fuck timelines. Who gives a shit anymore? Yeah, like, it'll, it'll come when it comes and that is absolutely fine. But, like, you change your mind and you talk about that and you yeah. communicate those things. And, like, that is just, yeah, I didn't enjoy, enjoy the fact that they got back together and then had a baby within a year. Like, yeah, I feel that like that would have been many conversations yeah. and probably for a couple of years, not just one. I agree. Yeah, I, I totally think. I mean, hey, in terms of miscommunication in Christmas movies, this one maybe takes the fucking cake. Holy shit. It was great. The thing is, is there were loads of parts about this film that we, we haven't even touched on because we don't, we don't have a lot of time to that. I did really like, like I loved the costuming. Mm-hmm. I loved what she was wearing. I loved yes. the, how they decorated each of the houses. It gave mm-hmm. each family like a very unique flavor without mm-hmm. it being too like, blatantly obvious i loved the crazy mm-hmm. church i've never seen a church like it and i love yeah. how ridiculous it was it made me laugh a lot i really liked you know kristen chenowitz was great mm-hmm. in it. even the mm-hmm. brothers being dicks were great the little kids being you know him having the yeah. freak out that like if one of them got an xbox and the other one got a torch because of the miscommunication mm-hmm. about the budget and whatever and he was like nobody loves me and he's like running and he like yeah. and whatever and all of that was like you know but obviously like sad and whatever if you look into it too much, but was funny and I, I did mm-hmm. enjoy. I just think the the, the change in taste of what yeah. audiences look for from comedy. And I think mm-hmm. this is why comedy is seen as like quite a weird thing and people get very mm-hmm. affronted. If you say that someone's favorite movie mm. isn't 
is uh, distasteful. You know, like any of the, like the, you know, I haven't seen it, but like Step Brothers or like Zumanda mm. or like whatever. Yeah. There's like these token, you know, American Pie is a great example, right? Yeah. Of like a movie that everyone was obsessed with and everyone thought was like the height of comedy. Jackass, mm-hmm. right? So funny, funny, funny. That when you actually look at it, and from the get-go, at that time, people were going, this isn't okay. And yeah. Like, oh, you're so sensitive, snowflake, whatever. Because they see, mm-hmm. like, that invalidating their like of these movies for yeah. the humor, which is not what we're trying to do. We're just trying mm-hmm. to make you question why you find things funny and yeah. what parts of it. Um, mm-hmm. So, yeah, if you enjoy Four Christmases, cool, great. Yeah. I hope you do like enjoy it. It's silly. There's some really <laughs> funny moments in it when she's yeah. like dealing with her fear of the jump house and stuff. Oh and my she's, gosh. And you know, the kid puts the marker in her mouth and she's like, I peed on that. Lol. Very funny. That yes. is how you have to reason with a child sometime, right? Mm-hmm. You have to get to their level. Yeah. 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 Uh, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to say one. Vanessa yeah. Hudgens out of five. I had too I, many issues with it personally. That was my I opinion. would agree with one Vanessa Hudgens out of five. I'm sad for my naughty self who really loved this because I'm like, yeah, oh, me too. this has aged pretty badly. But yeah, like a one. I think this is a, a background wrapping presence going about your day. Like oh, between hell, the kitchen is- and the living room making mulled wine. That's what yeah, this is. You don't is need for. to worry about finding this. I guarantee you it will be on some channel mm-hmm. between Christmas and New Year. Like it will definitely yeah. be there. It's just one of those like the mm-hmm. the faces in it are too well re- well known. It's too mm-hmm. recognizable for it not to be present. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's not a a huge I wouldn't put a huge focus on it personally. No. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think so. Like I think it was it was okay. It is definitely of its time and that is Oh hell yeah. Fine. But um, yeah, it was it was nice to watch. It was nice to look at it in a different way. Like obviously, since we started making Jingle Bells in 2020, like our perspectives have changed as well. Our lives have changed, course, which is why yeah. there's a significant jump in what we do sometimes between years. <laughs> but yeah. I think that's good. Like it's nice to think critically about these things. It's nice to question these things. And especially because these like actors are well known and this movie is kind of like it's a one higher of those classic naughty things. things we see yeah yeah so no it's good like one hudgens out of five is grand i think yeah <laughs> um we are back tomorrow to talk about angel falls um which yeah. is available on netflix and then we're going to be finishing up on the 23rd of december with Christmas wedding planner. Yay! Yay! That looks really our vibe. I'm very excited. Yeah. The next two, the next two, I think, might be back to classic jingle bells, but we'll see. Yeah. Here's hoping. Here's, Here's hoping. hoping. Happy, <laughs> uh, ha- hope you have, have a happy one single Christmas, Naomi. <laughs> Four's too oh, many. Four is too way many. too many. Mm-hmm. No, just one single <laughs> Christmas for me. And happy I hope Christmas, the same for everyone. you. yeah it is it is oh shit maybe one seems like too many this year oh my oh tell me about it tell me about (laughs) it oh yes um happy christmas bex happy christmas if you want to give us a christmas present leave us a review final plug (laughs) pew pew Thanks for listening to Jingle Bells. If you enjoyed our show, please leave us a review on Spotify and Apple Podcasts or tell a festive friend about our shenanigans. Stay up to date with all things Jingle Bells online at Jingle Bells Pod on Instagram and Twitter or buy us a coffee at coffee.com forward slash Jingle Bells Pod. Your support means so much and helps us keep doing what we love. See you next time, elves. Carols and bells, none of